Welcome to the Karate Shrimp Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Bleem. Join me in exploring all the ways we can perform better in life and martial arts. I'm going to tell you the fastest way to improve as a martial artist. And there are several parts to this. The first one, big one, learn from other martial artists and don't let insecurity or jealousy get in the way of this step. This is super important. You wanna learn as much as you can about the martial art that you're practicing. And you learn that by watching other people and not just really, really good martial artists. Watch everyone. See what you can learn from everyone. You can always learn something from everyone, no matter what their rank. So watch YouTube videos, watch, you know, Olympic matches, watch WKF, right? Watch, go in person and see tournaments and watch those tournaments. Go to belt tests if you can and watch people perform. Watch other martial artists and see what you can learn from them. You know, see how they train, see how they compete, see what they do to get ready for a competition or a belt test. What are they doing at the beginning of class are they standing around talking to people you know they're really really good martial artists do they stand there and chat do they meditate do they stretch like what are they doing to get ready for that class and how focused are they during that training and then watch them are they uh, how do they learn you know do they watch themselves in a mirror if there's a mirror at the dojo do they learn that way do they drill things out what are they actually doing pay attention to all of this stuff you can learn so much by watching other people you know and then be willing to ask these people for tips and advice if you go to a tournament and you're really impressed by a martial artist after go up to them and compliment them right say hey that was super awesome and then you know see if you can pick their brain a bit they might be willing to share information about how they train and how they prepare and you can learn a lot if you're willing to set aside insecurity to you know stop comparing yourself to other people and set aside any jealousy and just say okay this person is really really good I'm going to see what I can learn from them, but also pay attention to people who don't do well and who struggle and, you know, who lose matches and what is it that they're doing that isn't working, you know, so you can learn from other people's successes and you can also learn from other people's mistakes because that's really important and not in a judgmental way because we all make mistakes. We all fuck up, right? But we can learn from those things like, you know, you watch two people sparring and one person's really good and the other person, you know, tries different techniques and none of them work and you can figure out you know, why, like try and break it down. Why didn't that work? What is it about that, uh, their opponent, you know, that they can block those techniques or they can maneuver, you know, they can sidestep whatever it is and break it down and figure out why that's not working for that one person and why, you know, the other person is doing so well. Break it down in your head. We learn a lot by watching, but keep in mind, this step isn't enough on its own. You know, watching isn't doing. We need to actually take action and practice these things in order to learn, in order to improve. So the next part, you have to put in the reps. Get as much repetition as possible. The more repetitions, the better. The important part with this though, it can't be on autopilot. Think about if you're driving somewhere, if you've ever had this happen, if you drive and you get to your destination and you can't for the life of you, remember how you got there. You zoned out, you went on autopilot, you just drove there without even paying attention. Okay, that's, you know, super dangerous when you're driving, but when you're practicing a martial art, if you train like that all the time, and chances are you're doing at least some of your training like this, we all do, you know, we, we get so used to doing certain things, practicing a kata, practicing the basics, and sometimes we're, you know, our, we're in our head a little bit too much and not paying enough attention, and we can go through a whole training session without really being there, really being present, but training like this, you're not going to push yourself. 
You know, you're just going to go through the motions and really you're wasting your time unless your goal is to have a relaxing, meditative, calm training session, which is totally valid, totally valid and worthwhile on its own. But unless that's your goal, you're wasting your time. If you want to get better, if you want to improve at what you're practicing, you need to be totally present and focused. So your focus is important. Your attention is important. Your intention is important. What do you want to get out of that training session? If you're just doing it on autopilot, you're just going through the motions, you're not going to improve. Not as fast as you want to, you know? It's going to take a long time to improve if you're just kind of doing it, right? So you need to push yourself. You need to be focused. You need to push yourself and challenge yourself in order to improve. If you want to improve your speed in sparring, you want to get faster with your techniques, you need to push yourself and practice going faster. If you're always doing leisurely, laid back sparring with other people, you're not gonna get better at it. You're not gonna get faster, right? You need to be focused and paying attention and having an intention, you know, clear intention of what you want for that training session and then working at it and not just training on autopilot. So for every training session, pick a focus. You know, what is it that you wanna work on? What is it you want to improve in that session? Is it your speed? Is it your intensity? And it can be more than one thing. You know, maybe you're working on a kata and you run through it in the beginning and you want to work on your intensity. So then really have that as an intention and really be focused on your intensity while you're, while you're practicing that kata, right? So having a focus and having a point of what you're doing, it can help get you out of autopilot. So here's another part of this specificity is important so if you want to get better at a certain aspect of martial arts you need to do more of that thing you need to train in a way that is specific for that goal so if you want to get um, better at kata you need to practice more kata you know if you want to get better at sparring you need to spar more if you want to get better at um you know performing kata not just doing a kata like you can train and say, okay, I want to get, I want to improve my kata and make it technically perfect or, you know, as correct as possible. And you could focus on that, but it might not look good in a performance setting, right? So that's a totally different thing. If you decide you want to perform better at kata, you need practice performing. You need to put in the reps and perform more in front of an audience because it's a totally different beast, right? So specificity is important. You know, you train for the thing that you want to improve at that specific thing. It's like, you know, if you want to be a better runner, walking is great, hiking is great. Yeah, it's great for your fitness, but it's not going to make you a better runner. If you want to get better at sparring, kata is awesome, but it's not going to get you better at free sparring, right? And again, like if you want to get better at free sparring and all you're doing is sparring drills, you're not going to get better at free sparring as quickly as you'd like if you're not doing the thing that you want to get better at, right? So specific training. And another part of this, errors are important. Making mistakes, that's super important. And we don't like making mistakes. We don't like looking stupid or feeling stupid. We feel like we have it, this cultural idea that mistakes equal failure equals, you know, a lack of progress. And it's not true. It's not how we learn. How we learn is part of, a big part of how we learn is making mistakes. You know, you think about learning how to walk, learning how to talk. There's a lot of error in that process and we do learn from our mistakes we learn and we have to be willing to learn from those mistakes but we do learn from those mistakes we learn a lot so uh, and greatness happens when we train at the edge of our capabilities you know if we're always training in a way that's safe and comfortable we're probably not making a lot of mistakes when we're training like that and but we're not pushing ourselves enough 
to actually achieve greatness, to actually improve, right? You need to train at the edge where you are making mistakes. You are failing at times. You are falling on your face. You need to train at that edge because that's where you figure out what you're actually capable of, right? You will make mistakes, but you will push yourself and you will improve so much faster if you do that. So a while back, I read this article. It was an interview with an Olympic athlete and she was talking about, I believe it was the rule of thirds for training. Her coach had told her, if you're pushing yourself hard enough, your training sessions will break down like this. About a third of your training will feel awesome, like kick ass. A third of your training will feel okay, like just kind of meh. And the last third will really suck. It'll feel crappy. And he said, if you are training like this, you know, if, if, if it breaks down like that, you know you're pushing yourself hard enough. So if all of your training is super, super easy and you're not pushing yourself, it'll all feel great. It'll all feel kind of effortless, right? And, you, and you're not pushing yourself hard enough. If you're pushing yourself too hard, a lot of your training sessions will suck, right? So you wanna have that balance between too hard and not hard enough so that you get that, you know, only a third feels super awesome a third will suck. It will suck. You will fall on your face again and again, and a third will just be, eh, you know, you're just training, right? And then you know you're in that zone of improvement, of, you know, being out of your comfort zone, pushing yourself, training on the edge of your capabilities. So I thought that was a really good breakdown, really helpful. So the next point, rest is super important. Rest in between the reps. So you want to get as many reps in as you can, but you need breaks, you need rest, you need recovery in between that's when we get stronger it's like you know you're doing a lot during the day you're learning things when you go to bed at night and you sleep that's when it all kind of gels it all solidifies in your brain right whenever i've learned a new kata at first it always feels like my brain is made of swiss cheese like i love swiss cheese but it's like this big block of cheese with holes throughout and there's you know there's a lot of solid stuff but there's a lot of holes there's a lot of stuff missing so i actually learn kata for example, very quickly. And I can learn, you know, easily when someone teaches me, I can learn easily from video. I can watch a video and pick it up pretty quickly. But there's a certain point where, you know, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm drilling it out, I'm practicing. And then my brain just feels like it's got holes in it, right? Where I feel kind of stupid and I've got a lot of it, but it's just not quite there. And so I would go to class and I would, you know, learn something new and feel this way. And then I go home, drive home, take a break, you know, have a shower, eat something. And then I'd always get back to it. So that night when I learned a new kata, I would do it again, practice again at home before I went to bed. And it would start to feel like the holes in my Swiss cheese brain were starting to fill in. It would start to kind of solidify. And I really think it was that break, you know, after class, like, okay, I stop now because I feel overly saturated. I'm, I'm creating holes in my cheese brain, right? And then take that break and then I get back to it and it starts to kind of you know, get in there. And then I go to bed and in the morning, I'd always get up first thing when I learned a new kata, like I want to get right back to it. And I practice it again, two, three times. And then it would be in there just like that. And then like it's solid. So it's the breaks in between those repetitions that really help us learn and improve. So don't be afraid to take breaks. I've had it where I've trained so much without breaks that I've actually started to forget things. So I would be training for a belt test. And I get really nervous before the belt test. So I start training more and more and more as I got closer to belt test day. And then the day before I'd be training and training and training and running through katas and drilling things out. And I do so much sometimes that I would feel like 
like my body would start to feel weird. <laughs> like, okay, this sounds really weird, but I feel like, like I didn't know how to make a fist anymore. I'd make a fist and I'd look at my hand and think, is that right? Is that, is that actually like, it, it would feel really weird. So that's too much. That's too many repetitions, not enough rest. Right. And that's when we do start making errors. We do make big errors, right. And some errors are helpful, but if we're training so hard and so much without rest, that, that we then start fucking up. That's not good. That's not good learning. So definitely rest in between those repetitions. So the last part of this, so now we've been, you know, watching other people, learning as much as we can about our martial art, learning what works well for other people, learning what doesn't work well. We've been putting in the reps, right? Lots of reps, put it, pushing ourselves, not training on autopilot, taking breaks, making mistakes. The last part of this is we need to get feedback. We need feedback from other people, we need feedback from our sensei, from other athletes. We need feedback from ourselves. You know, how does a technique feel? How does a certain training session feel? If you have a mirror that you can train in front of, how does it look? You can film yourself and then watch the video later, watch it back, play it back and, and figure out, okay, I actually know that part that felt really good. That doesn't look very good. Or, or maybe, you know, it actually looked a lot better than I thought you learned so much by getting that feedback. So whether it's from you, or from others, or from video, or from a mirror, that feedback is how you can fix all those mistakes, right? You can see where the mistakes were, and then you can fix them. Mistakes are a really important part of that learning process, but they can only help us if we're willing to fix them, right? And learn from them. And that feedback is a huge part of that process. So you go to a tournament and you perform a kata, how did it go? You know, what went well for you? What didn't, what can you learn from that? And then you can use that knowledge for the next time. When I used to compete all the time, I stopped worrying so much about uh, how well I did at that tournament, like if I got a medal, if I got a trophy, whatever, how I placed. And I started looking at each tournament as a learning experience. And I would try to look at my performance over time. And, you know, and I would always pick certain things like, okay, I'm going to focus on my intensity, you know, or my pacing or, you know, my stage presence or whatever it is. And I would focus on that and I would kind of, analyze that from tournament to tournament say okay did i perform better this time than last time no matter what uh, i got you know if i placed or not if i got a medal or not did i perform better do i feel that my performance improved right so again that's another form of feedback make notes after your training sessions make notes after every tournament or belt test and something i've talked about in other videos is glows and grows where after every training session or tournament or belt test write down a couple of things that you did really, really well and a couple of things that you are going to work at, things that you, you can improve and you're going to improve on those things. So we're not beating ourselves up after. And this is a huge thing. We learn our best when we're feeling good. I've been reading Tiny Habits. I've read the book before and I'm rereading it by BJ Fogg. It's awesome. I'm gonna talk about it in a future episode because I think it's super important stuff. But he talks about learning and how feeling good is when we learn the best. You know, if we celebrate our achievements, if we give ourselves little internal high fives, all those things, it can really help to gel and solidify that learning, right? So after every training session, you know, give yourself a, a high five, you know, give yourself a woohoo, good job and, and go over it and think about all the things you did well, because that will help you improve so much faster if you have a positive outlook about that training session and you can, you know, you, you want to improve and you want to fix all the mistakes and you need to pay attention to the mistakes you did make, but don't beat yourself up over that stuff. You know, congratulate yourself for working hard and say, okay, I'm gonna work on this. I'm gonna fix this. I'm gonna get better at this. That mindset is hugely important to improving in martial arts. And with all of this, 
keep in mind that getting it done is better than getting it perfect. You know, everything you're doing is an evolution. Your life, your martial arts journey, it's all a process of evolution. And progress happens because you're doing it, right? Not when you're avoiding failure, not when you're avoiding making mistakes, getting in there, fucking up, falling on your face, getting back up again, learning from it. That's how you improve. Thank you for tuning in to the Karate Shrimp podcast. You can also find me on YouTube at The Karate Shrimp, as well as on my blog, www.thekarateshrimp.com. There you can find more resources as well as online courses to help you perform better in life and martial arts. Feel free to share my content with anyone you know who could benefit from it. See you next time.